Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Are you there? If you don't love you, how can you love anybody else? You can't give away what you don't have. Don't ever say I hate myself. Just forget talking about all the stuff you don't like about yourself, too. You cannot like your sin and still love yourself. Are you sure about all this, Joyce? Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. We can be secure. You know how wonderful it is to be free to be who you are. To be secure in God's love for you. To not even have to fall apart every time you make a mistake. Listen, I repent all the time. I'm a chief repenter. Amen? But I'll tell you what I don't do. I don't waste one minute of my life feeling guilty. But I did. I wasted a lot of it feeling guilty. God's love is not based on you never making a mistake. Amen? And you can love your imperfect self. You don't have to don't love your sin, but you can, you can just you can face it. You know, I just, I just, I mean, I'll just tell you the truth right here. Look at me. I'm just, kind of impatient. And, I mean, I've gotten better over 40 years, but I still got a long way to go. Amen? Now, Dave is just, he was more impatient. Drives me nuts. He just, it's just like, sure, that's fine. Take your time. I'm like, why aren't you ready? You were supposed to be leaving right now. No, let's go. Why aren't you ready? You're never ready. Don't stress yourself out on these. Let's just take your time. Unless you're going to play golf, and that's another story. I mean, well, it is. I mean, you know your weaknesses. I mean, if you're impatient. I mean, if you talk too much, that mouth gets you in trouble. How many of you like to be in control? You know, we can just stand here and do this all the time. This would be like getting exercise, wouldn't it? <laughs> you know what, man, it makes the devil when you know who you are in Christ and you know what you're not by yourself. And you still like yourself anyway? Do you know? that you're hearing this tonight, that you might actually be able to go home and say, I love myself. I just have to love myself. And then you know what happens? You might be able to get up tomorrow and love some of the other people that live with you. And they might say, go back in the morning. Please go to all four sessions. I 
haven't gotten very far tonight. We're having fun. And we're learning something, right? Now here, one of the best things that I can tell you about this thing about really knowing that God loves you, I learned from 1 John 4.16. And this is what it says. Amplified version. I probably would have never gotten this out of it. I wouldn't have been reading Amplified. And we know, we understand, we recognize, we're conscious of, and all these words are important, by observation and by experience, and we believe, adhere to and put faith in and rely on the love that God cherishes for us. So what's he saying? He's saying, look, I'm really consciously aware of God's love. It's not just like, oh, you come to church on Sunday and the pastor says God loves you and you clap and say amen. No, you abide in the love of God. You wake up in the morning realizing that God loves you. You you watch for his love all throughout the day. He says we're to come to him like little children. We need to start getting excited about all the dozens of little things that God does for us that we have effectively learned to ignore. I'll give you an example. Last week, on Tuesday, I wanted to get an appointment to do something on Wednesday at a place that's pretty busy. And not only did I want to get an appointment, the best time for me to go would be 1.30. Now, you know, in the natural, without some help, there's not much chance of that. And so at first, I said, you know, and then I thought, so I just wrote a quick little prayer, Lord. I'd like to do this. If you could work it out for me, I'd really appreciate it. So I called the place, and I said, would you happen to have any appointments in the early afternoon? She said, we have 1.30. Wow, thank you, Jesus. Now, See, I, now, some of you would say, well, you know, coincidence. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. That's the kind of stuff we've got to stop. Let me tell you something. When you put yourself in God's hands, you need to watch for his love. You need to be conscious of it. You need to be aware of it. You need to make a big deal out of it. And we especially need to make a big deal out of the little things that God does for us. And some of them, a lot of times I don't even tell people those things because I've kind of learned that there's a preciousness and a holiness that comes into my relationship with God if I have a bunch of secrets between me and him. I mean, I share some things just because I want to get a point across in teaching, but there's other things that I've just learned. I just need to just keep quiet about that and just enjoy that between me and God. Let me tell you something. God loves you, and he will show out in your life if you'll let him. <laughs> and he loves him in return. Come on, we've got a cycle of love going here. He loves me. I receive his love. I learn to love myself. 
Now I'm going to love him in return, and it's very simple. The way we do that is by obeying him. John 14, 15, Jesus said, if you really love me, you will keep my commands. The second way that we show our love for God, and it kind of comes under this heading of obedience, is by loving other people, doing things for other people. Jesus said to Peter, recorded in John 21, 15 through 18, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said, feed my sheep. Can I give you my translation without offending anybody? Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. We'll go help somebody. Feeding my sheep might sound a little too spiritual for you to get it, so I want to bring it down to... That's what he was saying. He considers us his sheep, and he said, feed them, help them, do for them, meet their needs. Three times, Peter, do you love me? Let yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Feed my lambs. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Feed my sheep. And then if we went on to verses 17 and 18, he proceeds then to tell Peter something that we really don't want to hear. And that was, up until now, you have kind of made your own plans and done whatever you wanted to, but from now on, somebody else is going to guide you and take you to places where you do not want to go. Ouch. See, we don't have to be where we want to be. We need to be where God needs us. Come on now. I said, we don't have to be where we want to be. We, you know, I'll be honest. Nobody's going to jump up and down about flying 42 hours to go to India. But that's where God needs me. And so I'm just as happy to be there as I can be. I'm so looking forward to it. You know what? There's a difference in fleshly fun and spiritual joy. Dr. Paul Osteen that I was talking to you about earlier, he, he's just a fine man of God. I mean, actually, all the Osteens are just great people. They really are. And... Um, he, um, three months, three to four months out of every year, he leaves his nice air-conditioned church in Houston in his nice home, and he goes to Africa and operates on people free of charge. Every year, every year, every year. So, and he told me the other day, he said, you know, when I was in Africa before I came home this time, he said, I'd operate on people all day one day and was tired. And he said, I was walking down the road, you know, going back to where he stayed. And he said, I just thought there is no place in the world that I would rather be than walking down this road right now. I go, and that's somebody who loves their life. I'm not talking about loving your comfort. I'm not talking about loving vacations or loving weekends. I'm talking about loving your life, every season of your life. We have great seasons, and we have seasons that are a little bit more challenging. We have ones that are more fun, some that aren't so fun. We have sowing seasons, we have reaping seasons, but you can never enjoy a reaping season if you don't have a sowing season. And a sowing season means you're giving something up, 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 and then you wait. <laughs> There's 
seed time and harvest. No, let's do it right. Seed time and then harvest. But you can't just get excited about a harvest because you got to go through the seed sowing time to get this. And it might be sowing seed into a relationship. You know, sometimes you might have to do what's right for a few years before the person that you're treating right begins to treat you right. Would you be willing to do that if maybe that would be their open door to receive Christ? Well, what's not? I'm out of here. I ain't putting up with this. Why did you get a divorce? I asked the lady recently. Well, we're just not compatible. I thought, well, who is? Who is just naturally compatible? God sticks you with somebody that's the opposite of you. And not just for entertainment. It so happens... It so happens that if you were finding everything wrong with them, you'd figure out that they've got some stuff that you don't have that you need. I love to talk, and Dave doesn't like to talk as much. Hallelujah, I've got somebody to listen. Praise God. Amen? Lord, we're having too much fun tonight. Obeying God. If you really love me, you'll keep my commandments. And love people. Oh, my, I've got so many good scriptures on loving people. Matter of fact, I may have to preach the rest of this message tomorrow. I don't know why I still got boatloads of this, my goodness. 1 John 3.11. We'll close with this. For this is the message, the announcement which you have heard from the first, that we should love one another. Amen? You know, God created us all to breathe, didn't he? But you know what? You don't just breathe in. You breathe out. And if people just want to take in, give me something. Give me something. Give me something. Give me something. <laughs> and they're never giving back out. You just try it. Come on, just as we close, just try this. Just try it. Just take a breath and hold it. Now take another breath and hold it. Now, come on, there's, there's no letting out. Take another breath and hold it. Two more. Take one more breath and hold it. See, you're not created for that. And if you were successful, honestly, you would pass out. You really would. So God has created us to breathe in and to breathe out. So what he wants to do is pour something good into us and then have us pour it back out to somebody else. Then he pours something good into us, and then we pour something back out to somebody else. So, hey, you can come back and get more of this. Well, you can love and enjoy every single day of your life. Count your blessings. Psalm 68:19 says, The Father in heaven reminds us that he daily loads us with benefits. Don't you love that? You say, well, I don't know. I'm going through a pretty rough time right now. Well, you know what? I know a lot of people are going through a rough time, and I have compassion. Believe me, I understand. But I'm encouraging you to find something in every day 
that you can say, I love that. You know, I've lived in the home that I live in now for over 12 years. And last night I've been gone for a little while and I came home and I looked at my house and I just said, you know what, I really love my house. I think we need to tell God things that we love instead of just telling him things that we don't like. Today I'm offering you a book called Living a Life That You Love. It's a new book that we've written and released, and I think it's going to be a real blessing to you. If you're going to be alive anyway, you might as well enjoy it. We're offering this today for your gift to the ministry of any amount. Don't forget, loving life today is knowing that God has blessed us with every blessing in heaven. Do you really love your life, or are you just kind of putting up with it, going through the potions day after day? You know what? If you are, I can help you. I've written a book called Living a Life That You Love, and with God's help, you can learn to do that. Order your copy today. Today, we're offering Joyce's new book, Living a Life You Love, for your donation of any amount. Contact one 800 or visit us at JoyceMeyer.org. Hey everybody, we're here in uh, San Juan. Uh, what's the area of San Juan? We're in Rio Alto. Yeah, what he just said. Um, and uh, <laughs> so this is my good friend Tommy Miranda. And um, right after the hurricane, we sent him down here with some finances to help the people. And what he found was just complete and total devastation. So now we're back here about a month later, trying to see what next steps are to try to help people um, get their lives back in order. So none of this is possible without the friends and partners of Hand of Hope. Joyce Meyer Ministries has been able to help us. And uh, just being here a month later, it's unbelievable, the devastation in this island. And so we're committed to help these people get back on their feet no matter what it takes. And um, But we can't do it without good friends and partners like Tommy. So God bless you, my friend. Thanks for helping us. Uh, thank you. Thank you, back. So the Bible is God's manual to help us navigate life. But life often gets in the way of knowing the Bible, finding the time, knowing where to begin, and discovering what this all means to you. We understand, and we'd like to help. At joyspire.org slash study, you'll find free resources to help you get more out of the Bible. Whether you're a new Christian or have been walking with Christ for years, so jump in today. The Word, it's free, it's mobile, and it's tailored for you at joyspire.org. We hope you enjoyed today's program. For more information, visit JoyceMeyer.org. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Joyce Meyer Ministries. You cannot blame and be blessed at the same time. You can play the blame game or you can be blessed, but you can't be both. This is the story of us, a story of thousands of brave women tracking their way through time and history with endless stories to tell of God's amazing grace and goodness. Showing the raising five kids around. Finding my own relationship with Jesus was a journey. Be inspired by the stories of everyday women overcoming adversity to encourage others. Doctors have just found a growth inside of a creature 
the path keeps winding off to destinations surpassing my dreams and expectations. And you and I are called to take our place among them. We all have a unique part to play. Find your place in the story in the brand new series, Brave with Bobby Houston. Well, Hillsong Worship has released a brand new live worship album called There Is More. And it runs alongside a book that offers an ultimate called There Is More. I believe all my heart that God has more for you. These worship nights, preaching nights, are going to be incredible. I hope you get a ticket and you come along and to bring lots and lots of other people with you. It is not to be missed. There is more. trying to kill something that God is trying to use in your life. Sometimes I'm fighting against what I should be fighting for. But now, David, has a choice to make, and so do you. You have to decide which weapons to use when. This series is going to help us get real with God. And this series is going to help us get past the nice things that we think we need to say to God to convince him that we're doing better than we are, even though he knows the full condition and intents of our hearts. Now, please understand that God is not your refuge from trouble, but he is your refuge in trouble. If I could get one thing across to you in this series, it is that your greatest testimonies will come from your greatest tests. It's hard enough to fight the external battles, but I didn't really want to talk to you about the external battles because it seems that David had no problem fighting the Philistines. That's what he did. David was a killer. Give him a Philistine, he'll knock him down. Give him a rock, give him five rocks, he'll only use one. You can keep the other four. Because David knew how to fight Philistines. And I'm going to prove to you over the course of this series that the biggest battles David never fought, ever fought didn't stand in front of him. They lived within him. Because while he is fighting the battles without, there's another battle that is being waged within. Once more, war broke out, and David went out and fought the Philistines. And he did good. He struck them with a mighty blow, and they fled from him. He sent them scattering, running for cover. But verse 9 says that while that battle was being won, another battle was being waged. On one hand, David is coming up, 
as he comes up into a greater position, as he comes up into a season of greater usefulness to God, a distressing spirit from God has come upon Saul. On one hand, David is being blessed, and on one hand, David is in a battle. And the battle is happening because God's hand has been taken off of Saul and put on David. Now David has the unique task of trying to serve someone who is threatened by his potential. That's tough. Not only that, but, but Saul is distressed. He, he knows that he's slipping, but he cannot do anything to catch himself. And, and because of this, he's, he's acting crazy. He's doing, doing things. Trying, you know how you do when you, when you sense that you're losing control? And so you try to fix stuff, but everything you try to do to fix it in frustration only makes it worse. And you would do better to just leave it alone, but you can't. And so you try to control people, and then you sabotage yourself by creating the very result that you dread by trying to take matters into your own hands. That's Saul. And he's going so crazy in his mind that the only way that he can get the voices in his mind to stop is if there's music playing. Now, we don't do that. We don't occupy ourselves with anything to try to keep ourselves from having to be with ourselves. And David is in the position that Saul's dysfunction has created over in the corner playing a harp for the king. Because David's kind of weird, because on one hand, he can whip you with a slingshot. But on the other hand, he can touch the strings and make you cry. And so he is the embodiment of both a, a warrior and a worshiper. And now his gift has brought him into a position that has created for him an opportunity in the form of opposition. And as the hand of God is leaving the life of Saul... And as the hand of God, the anointing of God, is raising David up, the Bible says that Saul sat in his house with his spear in his hand. It's kind of creepy. Big old Saul sulking in the corner with a spear in his hand. And watch, watch what David had to do. David had to sit over there behind a harp, strumming a harp, while Saul held a spear. And David was playing music with his hand. Verse 10. Then Saul sought to pin David to the wall with the spear. But he, David, slipped away from Saul's presence. And he drove the spear into the wall. Let me ask you a question. Who is Saul fighting? Because on the surface, it looks like he's fighting David. But I wonder how many times in my life I thought I was fighting someone, and I thought I was fighting something, but the real fight, the real war, the real battle was not the battle with them, it was the battle within. See, I want to preach about David, but before I preach about David, I need to confess to you, there have been times in my life where I have been Saul. I've been fighting the wrong battles. I've been trying to kill what God was trying to use. I've been exploding at people and freaking out on people. 
and in a bad mood with people, and if they would just know, if I would just, if I would bless the Lord, if I could get myself right, if I could get my mind right, if I could get my eyes fixed, if I could get it together. You see, Saul, Saul is a walking, talking, simple war, and he is taking out what is happening within himself on the closest available target. Parents do it all the time to their children. It's not that you don't love them. You love them more than you love yourself, but you don't love yourself. And so you cannot give them the love for them that you have if there is not a love from God that flows to you. You are not fighting them. Stop yelling at your wife. And by the way, let me preach to myself. Stop with the road rage. It's not about the Prius. There is something going wrong in your heart, Bertie, when a Prius can make you freak out and speed up to 83. I am fighting myself. I am fighting myself. And when I am at war within myself, and when I am a wretched man, and when I am, when I am, when I am fighting with what, what Paul calls the weapons of this world, when I am fighting within myself and fighting against the very things that God is trying to use in my life and slinging spears at David, the very one that God sent to fight my battles. I wonder, are you trying to kill something that God is trying to use in your life? I want to preach about David, but before I can get there, because I'm not going to lie to you. I want to be David so bad. I want to be a man after God's own heart. I want to kill Goliath. I think it'd be cool to kill Goliath. I want to shake tambourines. I want to, I want to be David. But sometimes I'm so... Sometimes I'm Saul. Sometimes I'm fighting against what I should be fighting for. But now David has a choice to make, and so do you. And this is the decision that we see again and again in a series. This is just the syllabus. This is not the class. Is that you have to decide which weapons to use when. And Saul, in his attempt to spear David, misses and hits the wall. I noticed the contrast. It said, I don't know if you could put it back up for me, where it says that Saul was sitting in his house with his hand on the spear, and David had his hand on the harp, he had his hand on the on the lyre. He had his hand on the string instrument. Because I was thinking that, you know, if this is a game of rock, paper, scissors, which one do you want? Spear? Javelin? Or harp? You choose. Come on, turn to your neighbor. Rock, paper, scissors, spear. I want the spear. And when Saul misses 
David has a decision because the Bible says that his spear stuck into the wall. And now, so here's the decision that I have to make. Do I take my hand off the harp and grab the spear and throw it back? Because if there's one thing we know about David, he doesn't miss. Ask Goliath about David's aim. If you're going to throw a spear at David, you better lock it in. Because if he throws it back, I assure you, it will not end up in the wall. He will off your head. So before you throw a spear at David, take aim. You will not get a second chance. But David does what must have been the hardest thing he ever did. Nothing. Do you know how hard it is? When you have a reputation for killing giants, to not fight back when you have the opportunity, you know how hard it is when you, when you have the opportunity to manipulate a situation and control a situation and to try to get people to do what you want and they said this about me and I'm going to say it back. Oh, God, I wish you could see some of the replies I write to people on Facebook that I never publish. They are poetic. Throw it back. I can hit you with this. I do words. I can talk. I can't fix a car. I can't bake a cake. But I can talk. David can throw. And he doesn't. He does something weird. He ducks. David ducks. David, let's do it. Ducks. Because he has no other choice. Really, the harp is not a portable instrument. So he can't sidestep the harp, or the, the sphere. You see that behind the harp. And the hand of Saul is on the sphere. And the hand of David is on the heart. And I want to know who has the upper hand. Who has the winning hand? Because if the hand of Saul is on the spears and the hand of David is on the heart, it seems to me that spear beats strength. So I got one hand on the spear and one hand on the strings. And I know Saul didn't miss David if he was at close range sitting down behind the harp. So how could the one with the spear lose to the one with the... How could Saul have his hand on the spear and David have his hand on the harp and David get out? There must have been another hand in the room that is not mentioned in the text. How many know that the hand of God is on your life? The hand of God was on David. The hand of God grabbed the spear of Saul and said, not him, not thou, no weapon, was against me, shall be able feel like Keep your hands on the heart, and God will put his hand. 
I tell you, he will not suffer your foot to be moved. The Lord who is peace with thee, he will not suffer. Lord, please. If you keep your hands on the heart. See, I thought that David had an instrument and Saul had a weapon, but maybe worship is a weapon. Maybe maybe David knew if I keep my hands on the harp, if I let God fight my battles, I cannot be defeated. Are there any worshipers in the house? How about back here? Any worshipers that know? He'll fight my battles. Uh, that's just emotional. No, it's survival. Because if you don't learn how to duck, if you don't learn how to say, God, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. I don't throw spears back. I got the winning hand. And when I clap my hands, my praise confuses the enemy. My praise my praise, when I lift my hands and worship, the hand of God is on. And David knew that the same hand that had plucked him from the sheep field and the same hand that had delivered him from lions and bears and Goliath and the same hand that held the flask that poured the oil, the hand of God is on my life. And Saul cannot kill what God has crowned. So the way I fight is this. I don't fight for victory. That's the way the world fights. I fight from victory. My worship is my weapon. I have to prove myself to people in situations. If I take this spear in my hand, throw it back. There's somebody in here who's got a spear in the wall right next to your head. If you are trying to decide right now whether to do it your way or God's way, can I give you a little piece of advice? Duck, David. Duck. And let God have his way. How did David keep his hands on the heart? And how did you keep your heart at peace with spirits flying at your head? David knew that if I can win the battle within my soul, God will fight my battle with Saul. That's where the real battle is. The war is within, and so are the weapons. 
And over the course of this series, are you coming back, by the way? If you come back, I want to show you over the course of the next 473 weeks, however long it takes us to complete this series, how to do what Dave has learned to do, how to live in a place where you constantly feel at war within yourself, learn how to speak to yourself what God has spoken instead of letting yourself tell yourself what you fear. You can't fight fear with fear. And so when David says, when David says, God, you are my strength. I'm so glad for Psalm 59 because for Samuel 19 gives me the picture of what David did is that when Saul's spears flying at him, David was able to keep his hand on the harp. It's a picture of being able to remain in a place of trust and surrender in a time of turbulence and trial and frustration. It's a picture that says that Saul's hand was on the spear. That's me trying to control. David's hand stayed on the harp, and he played his hand. He knew that if I keep my hand on the harp, I cannot be defeated. If I keep my hand, if I keep my heart at peace, it will not matter what spears fly my way. He said, God, you are my strength. Can we read the psalm again? Look at this. Psalm 59, verse 9. I watch for you. Now, that's interesting. Because David seems to be saying, I wasn't watching Saul. I wasn't watching the spears. I was watching the one whose hand. How many believe the hand of God is on your life? And we know this. We know this from our side of the cross that the victory has already been won by our king, our greater David, Jesus Christ. We know that David was not the last king to come out of Bethlehem. We know that he was a king who was pointing to a king of kings. We know that the spirit of him who raised Christ is from the dead, and we've already got the victory. We don't fight for it. We fight from it, and the hand of God is on your life. And you say, well, I'm not David, but you are. Because David's name literally means beloved. And the same love that crowned David has crowned you. And Saul cannot kill what God has already crowned. And perfect love casts out fear. So so here's what David did. I watch for you. A lot of stuff coming in my head. I got battles and and problems, brokenness, ninety nine problems. Sheba is one. We'll get to that. But he said, "Bring it home, further. You are my fortress." Next verse. My God on whom 
I can rely. But, but watch this verse 11. Verse 11. Do not kill them, Lord, our shield. Wait a minute. David did have a weapon. David did have a weapon. Because when Saul's spear started flying, David got behind his shield. Come on, I need you to receive this. Because you got some stuff flying at you. You got some doubts in your soul. Come on. But stay behind your shield. Come on, God, David. Get behind your shield. Paul said it's the shield of faith. We're with you, stop quit. The fiery hearts of the wicked. I got a shield. If anybody steals it, by the power of God. I my shield. So, cannot kill what God has crowned. I got the winning. I might not look like much. I might just be a shepherd boy. But I got the winning. And God is my shield. Holly, if I could give a name to the age we live in today, I think I would call it the age of anxiety. The age of anxiety and fear. You know, it's, it's practically marketed to us through everything we see and read and our streams and our feeds, TV, online, everywhere we go. It seems like we're being engaged with, with fear tactics right. and stress antics and we're having panic attacks and we're up late and we've all experienced it. And that's why I put together a special resource for you today. And it's called The War Within. Get this. How to Drive Out Fear and Live in Freedom. Does that sound good to you? I love it. Yeah. And so you may feel ill-equipped to handle all of the fear and anxiety. We all do. But these are tools for you today that will prepare your heart and your mind for the fight. This is a series where we have a battle strategist called King David. You might have heard about him in the Bible. He did more than just beat up Goliath and sleep with Bathsheba, though. He gave us a pattern for how to deal with fear and anxiety and overcome the war within. Well, we might think that the worst battles we might face are the ones that surround us. According to David, the greatest battle you will fight is the war within. And we have to learn how to win the war within. And that's what this is. It's a strategy to win the war against anxiety, stress, and fear. So call or go online right now. That's the first step. Take action and request your copy of The War Within. We're going to learn to drive out fear and live in freedom. This six-message series is going to give you practical principles to chase fear from your mind and win the battle that's being waged within for your soul. I can't wait for you to get this series today. I want you to call or go online right now. It's okay to be afraid, to feel like you're losing control, to get angry and get angry again. It's okay to worry and feel like your heart's going to beat out of your chest. It's okay to be afraid, but not for too long. You've been trying to run from God, to process on your own, but the presence of God isn't the place to run from your emotions. It's the place to process them. What are you running from? I wonder how many times in my life I thought I was fighting someone, 
and I thought I was fighting something, but the real fight, the real war, the real battle was not the battle with them, it was the battle within. You are already equipped for the fight. The war is within, and so are the weapons. You can drive out here and live in freedom. Call or go online to request your copy of The War Within today. Well, you've experienced elevation at the TV program, but now we want to invite you to be a part of our church family, our extended family, our EFAM all around the world. Did you know you can join us live every single week from wherever you are? We stream all of our full worship experiences live with the preaching and the music, and it's amazing. So here's what I want you to do. Go on Facebook, find my official Facebook page, not one of the fake ones, and then like it. So you can get access to content throughout the week. There's all kinds of stuff we want to encourage you with. But also you'll be able to stream our experiences live on Facebook. So do it right now. Go like the page, even for the official on Facebook, so you don't miss out. And I hope you'll join us for church this weekend. And I'm not talking about your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend. Chill out. I'm not asking you to break up with somebody today. I'm talking about breaking up with comfortable Christianity. Join us for the new season of Hillsong Conference Live. We are in Sydney, Australia at Hillsong Conference. 25,000 people plus are gathering from all over the planet with candid studio interviews. by Rich Wilkerson Jr. We are having the best time here. Jerry Chris and Naya Ravon. Don't miss all the action from around the conference. And backstage with the Hillsong Conference Live team. All of this and so much more right here on the Hillsong Channel. Introducing Hillsong Team Rock, the exclusive complete description that delivers everything Hillsong directly to your door. I would love you to come part of this subscription, and we will send you a deep box set up with every month. You'll get all sorts of books, resources, information that will help you to feel like you're part of the team and help us to take the right message forward. Welcome to Hillsong Channel Now, the one-stop destination for the very best from Hillsong Channel. Watch original series, hit shows, conferences, worship, kids programs, and more. There is something for everyone. My goodness, I can't wait to get started. And with new episodes every week, you'll always have something to watch. Anytime, anywhere. It's TV that will equip you for your every day. Hey, you couldn't get excited. Where about? Just shift gear. Didn't notice you. <laughs> watch your favorite shows on your favorite device. Commercial free. I know that's right. Hey, man, this calls for great celebration. Head to hillsongchannelnow.com and subscribe today.
just saying. I was just talking. That was just something I heard was sounding like it fits this you know, particular situation or so. I'm sorry, you breaking up. What did you say? I said that was a phrase that I heard, with, which I thought just fit this particular situation. That's all. Oh, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Because the conversation that I had yesterday, the person felt that someone should have done something or allowed them to do something, and they said no, and they were upset. I said, well, what were the qualifications that they were looking for? Instead of just saying, I know I could do this, and and I'm speaking to myself, I know that I could do this, I know that I'm qualified, but if you don't know what the qualifications are, how do you know what requirements they're trying to meet? So, yeah. So the the point for today is take the focus out of the eye. This way you can focus on what God really desires for you to do and not what it is that you desire of yourself. Amen. Amen. End of story. I'm not talking about it no more. I hear you. Loud and clear. Yep. And did you get the text I sent this morning to add feed my starving children and their affiliates to the prayer list? Yeah, I was going to say, is that an organization or what? Yeah, it's an organization. What they do is it's a nonprofit organization that packs to send to like the Dominican Republic, Haiti, and different organizations, uh, different places like that where they don't have food. And so um, I know someone who works there, and I'm starting to look into maybe partnering with them as a speaker to go out to tell people about the organization. And they have a weekly prayer list, so she has now started emailing me the prayer list. And each day there's a different affiliate in their need. So uh, we'll talk. I'll talk later to see if maybe I can still forward you the list each week, so you'll know what the individual need is for that particular day. But in the interim, you could just pray for them and all their affiliates. Like today's prayer is for a location in Haiti where they're feeding both the students and the teachers, and that they're also praying that as they're giving them the natural food, that they will understand the spiritual food that's nourishing our body as well. Okay. All right, no problem, dear. Not a problem, dear. Are you going to go ahead and open up in prayer? I sure will. Dear most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord God, we just want to come before you this morning and say, good morning, Father God. Thank you for allowing us to wake up this morning with a renewal of mind, renewal of thought, a renewal of purpose, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, that you continue to just move us and align us in the way that you will have us to go, Father God. And I understand that may not always be the way in which we desire, and in my case, in which I desire. But, Lord God, so often we say, Lord, let your will be done, but then we want to tell you what your will should be. Father God, I just thank you for the change of mind, the change of understanding, the change of the heart, Father God, that we continue to reach out to those who may need you, Father God, whether we 
through our hands, the work that we do. Our feet or even our mouth speak your word, Father God. Lord God, we just thank you for each and every member of prayer shifting ministry, Father God, who continues to come onto the line early in the morning, Father God, to seek your face. Lord God, I'm just praying right now for our families, Father God, for our jobs, Lord God, and even for unspoken prayer requests that go before you, Father. Lord God, we know that you are God of everything, that you are the great I am. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Father God, you are a comforter. You are a friend. You are parents. You're everything that we need. And, Father God, we thank you for granting us many desires of our heart. But, Father God, we also thank you for blocking the obstacles that were hindering us from fully walking in the word that you have called in our lives. Lord God, for we were ordained before we was even born in our mother's womb. Lord God, we just pray as the call go forth this morning, Lord God, that you touch Samuel Farley as only you can, Father God. Give him the guidance to understand the spiritual knowledge. And most of all, Father God, strengthen him where he's weak, Father God. Give him that extra power today, Father God, that you just move as only you can in his life. Touch him right now, Father God, where he's hurting, Lord God. Go into the dark crevices, Father God, to fill him up with your spirit and your understanding. Mm. Yes, Father God, for your glory, Lord. For your glory, Father God, for your glory. Send you, oh, you're struggling sometimes. And God is saying that it's not for you, but it's for your, for his glory. And because you have chosen to be a willing vessel mm, to stand in the gap to intercede on behalf of so many that your prayers are not in vain, that he has continued to sustain not only you but your family, and he has shown you that he is God, and continue to walk in that in which he has directed and guided you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mm. Mm.
ask our pathway, Lord God. Order our steps in your word. We ask you to cover and keep each and every one of us. We ask you, Heavenly Father, to continue to just be around our families, to shield and protect them from all that can just seen and unseen. We thank you for the prayers that are going forth, Lord God, because they are feeding our souls, Lord God. Father God, we feed our flesh with food, but Lord God, you feed us with your word. We thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity to assemble ourselves together as many members, but Lord God, of one body, Lord God, to praise and to glorify the edify the name of Jesus Christ. Lord God, we thank you for the sacrifices that he took on us, Lord God. The punishment that he took, Lord God, he was not deserving of it. But everything that we go through, we we were, we are deserving of it. But, Lord God, by the grace and mercy, Lord God, you have still and you protected us from all dangers, seen and unseen. You have forgiven us of all the shortcomings, all the transgressions and iniquities that we have committed against you. We want to say thank you. Father God, we ask you to continue to open up your the heavens, Lord God, and shed down your light upon this land, Lord God. For this land is walking in darkness, Lord God. Even though it may be day outside, Lord God, we are walking in a darkness, Lord God. But man is going about their own devices, seeking whom they they could um they they could destroy. Lord God, come and keep us, protect us, and shield us from all dangers seen and unseen. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 Can I join the choir? I've reached. Yes, sir. No, that my dad expected. Yeah, you get my attention. I, I, I can join the choir now. How about join what choir? You, you, you know your choir, whichever one you're going to direct. <laughs> uh, no, we started in rehearsals, but no, I haven't, I haven't started yet. Oh, okay. Well, let me know, because uh, I, I want to be in there. <laughs> okay, sure. In fact, you know what? I got a call. We will build the old school will be in, in Akron, Ohio, July the 15th or something. All the day, they were doing a choir reunion. On August the weekend, the letter came out this weekend, and so um, we are, we'll be assembling. We'll be joining together around July the fifteenth to the twenty-first or something that weekend of uh, that that time. So uh, yeah, uh huh. There's stuff. He's in Ohio now, right? He, he is. He is. He is, and we'll be at Akron. And I don't know if Jackie Rogers, do you remember Jackie Rogers and all those? I remember the name. I'm trying to put the face, but I definitely remember the name. You should Jackie remember his brother. Tuscaloosa. No, I, I don't know if he, he never was from Tuscaloosa. I don't know where he is. But you should remember his brother because I think you clashed his brother Thomas. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was a tenor that was a big voice. Yeah, but Jackie was a he was he was he he he, he was something to something to do, you know. I don't know why he didn't play in some makeup. Cause both of y'all was barking, but I like to say, but anyway, he might. Uh huh. But anyway, yeah. So everybody's supposed to be. I I got the letter Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 
Yes, Lord God. Everybody had a blessed um, Easter service or uh, Easter. Easter Sunday. It was good for me. I made it work. Yeah. Yeah. I heard 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 your sermons. You know, I got a chance to before I had got into the church. You know, but anyway, yeah. Yes. Yes, Lord God. This traffic is a beast, and they're doing this construction. Yeah. Let's just pray for you, Brother Rich. Yes, sir. Please do, sir. Okay, Father God, you come both get the conduct the go say they did it. You are getting ready to enter into a land and build this land. You are at the threshold of entering into the land. Don't struggle may still be the same for right now. It's like the last remnants of dealing with things that from the from the old. But God says, my son, for my hand is upon you to move you into the new. Mm. My hand is upon you to move you in the new. And what I'm hearing is first, don't be resistant to change and different things. Understand that this is the time that God has ordained and orchestrated it. If you're resistant to the change, he will thrust you into where he wants you to be. So either walk by the leadership of the Holy Spirit or you will be thrust. But either way, you will go because it's his time and he can, wow, wow. You know, it's just like like, like you got a party, a surprise party for somebody, and it's done all this time and energy to set the party up, and then they don't want to go. They, they don't know what's going on, but... I don't want to be by, I don't want to stay here. I don't want, you know, so you have to do what you have to do to make sure that they show up for the surprise part. And that's what God is saying is that he has orchestrated all of this for you, his son. Wow. Jesus. God. His son. Mm, mm, mm. He wants to show you that he loves you, Arthur. Mm. He wants to show you that he hears your prayer. He wants to show you that you are his child and that you are special to him. And that what you're doing is not in vain. Though it may be hard, though at times so often you don't see or understand, but you hear his voice and you step out and move and do it anyway. He wants to say, it is not in vain. You're special to him. So he's going to begin to show you that you're special. He's going to begin... Thank you, Father God. Thank you. 
change. Change. For a minute, Arthur. You need to you need to release it. Anybody else want to do any prayer? Praise God. Hallelujah. Anne Marie, you got a word?
Uh, not right now, because I'm on the train. Oh, gotcha. I'm going to go ahead and get ready with the reading, man. Okay, spirit, soul, and body. Spirit, soul, and body, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Spiritual understanding. There is a soulish as well as a spiritual wisdom. The first springs from man's mind, while the second is supplied by the Spirit of God. Hmm. Education may remedy any lack of understanding and wisdom in a natural man, but it cannot alter his natural endowment. Spiritual wisdom, though, may be realized through believing prayer. One thing which you ought to keep in mind is, that in redemption, God shows no partiality. He places all sinners, wise and foolish, on the same footing and confers upon them the same salvation. As the entire being of the wise is totally corrupted, so is that of the foolish. In God's sight, the mind of the wise is as non-efficient as that of the foolish. Both need the regeneration of the spirit. And after that, it is no easier for the wise man than for the foolish to know the words of God. Now, of course, it is quite difficult for a very foolish person to know God, but it is less difficult for the wisest among men. Not at all, because God must be known in the spirit by everyone. Their minds may be unalived, yet both their spirits are dead, and hence equally foolish and deficit in divine matters. Man's natural cleverness does not help him to know God and God's truth. No doubt the wise is easier, the wise one is easier to reason with and is quick in understanding but it's altogether limited to the mental realm, utterly contrary to intuitive knowledge. I'm going to read all that again, because, you know, just because I feel like it. There's a soulish as well as spiritual wisdom. The first springs from man's mind, while the second is supplied by the Spirit of God. So, wisdom. Soulish wisdom, spiritual wisdom. Worldly wisdom, godly wisdom. Education may remedy any lack of understanding and wisdom in a natural man, but it cannot alter his natural endowment. In other words, you can go study and learn about something, and that's what the purpose of school is for. And as you study and apply yourself, then you begin to become understanding and become wise. You go to school, first you start with A, B, C, then you start with A, cat, bat, then you start C, jack, run, C, sue, hit jack upside the head with a bat. I'm sorry. 
that was, you know, I, I got a little carried away. But you see that the process that goes forth as you start with the basics and then you begin to add to what you learn, then you begin to add to what you learn, you begin to add to what you learn, and you begin to become wiser and wiser and wiser. And that's in the educational realm. And as you do that, then you begin to get an understanding and you're no longer limited to, to as you were before. But he's also saying that, you know, because of DNA, life, et cetera, that your natural endowment, in other words, what you are, your natural talent is, is limited. You can only go so far because that's what you are born with. That's as much as you know. I mean, you can always add to it, but in other words, it's, 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 it's you know, like, for example, um, oh, perfect example, perfect example. What's the, what's the show that comes on with, with the nerds and um, Big Bang Theory? You know, they, 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 they be spitting out logic, blah, 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 and everybody else be, and, and the blonde chick be looking at them like, yeah, boy, whatever. You know, so she, you know, so she's limited because she's not at the level because they were naturally born geniuses. But what he's about to break down in the book as I continue to reading, God is not like that in the spiritual arena. You're going to start off basically whatever you are, but you can continue because, see, there's no limit in God. The only limit is what you allow, what you don't, what you don't want to do, what you don't, how you don't want to apply yourself. Other than that, God is not God is not saying no. The only thing he says you got to do it has got to be done in my spirit. It's got to be done my way. And, see, that's the problem because so often we get caught up in our heads and understanding and, what, you know, what we think and how we feel. And basically, that's not the way that it works in the spiritual arena. So education may remedy any lack of understanding and wisdom in the natural man, but it cannot alter his natural endowment. Spiritual wisdom, though, may be realized through believing prayer, James 1 and 5. Okay. Believing prayer. So is that trying to say that there's another kind of prayer? Believing prayer. So there's carnal prayers. There are prayers that come before God, and, and what do you say? They're just like vapors. If you understand that prayer is communication. But if you really want to have believing prayer, that means you have to have a spiritual prayer. Mm. I'll just keep reading. One thing which we ought to keep in mind is that in redemption, God shows no partiality, Acts 10 and 34. He places all sinners, wise or foolish, on the same footing and confers upon them the same salvation. I'm going to read that again. One thing which we ought to keep in mind is that in redemption, God shows no partiality. Why would God show no partiality? Because part of his concern is all flesh. It ain't going to glory in his presence anyway. He realizes that what needs to occur is your spirit, man. That's where it starts at. And once you say yes to Jesus and you become born again, then it's going to start from there. You're babe. That flesh thing is the stink of his nostrils. So it ain't no big thing. How much you got, how much money you got, how wise you are. And he said, whatever, dude. This is my kingdom. This is how it works with me and my world. 
Now, you got to relearn. You got to be re-educated. And that's, again, part of our struggle because we have to be re-educated. We have to put to death our flesh. I understand we have to put so many things away in order to rise up. Interesting. We got to put so many things away in order. Oh, really? Okay, sorry. Give me a second. No, it's okay. We got to put so many things away as we begin to become spiritual and not carnal. He places all sinners, wise or foolish, on the same footing and confers upon them the same salvation. As the entire being of the wise is totally corrupted, so is that of the foolish. We're all dead to God in our spirits. Our, our, our spirits are dead, so it's corrupt. That's why the perfect lamb, the perfect sacrifice had to come in our stead. In God's sight, the mind of the wise is not efficient as that of the foolish. Both need the regeneration of the spirit. And after that, it is no easier for the wise man than for the foolish to know the words of God. Now, of course, it is quite difficult for a very foolish person to know God. But it is less difficult for the wisest among men. But I'm sorry, let me read that again. Now, of course, it is, now, of course, it is quite difficult for a very foolish person to know God. But is it less difficult for the wisest among men? Not at all, because God must be known in the spirit by everyone. See, this is the thing. He says it's quite difficult for the foolish to know God, because they call the thing of foolishness. They don't want to know God. They want to play. They want to do what they want to do. They don't want to let go. But the wisest among men, well, you know what? They're caught up in their understanding and, and what works and what is this, and this is what I've known, and this is what has been proven to be true. So on the flip side of the coin, it's all the same to God. <clears throat> their minds may be unalike, yet both their spirits are dead, and hence equally foolish and deficit in divine matters. Hmm. Their minds may be unalike, yet both their spirits are dead, and hence equally foolish and deficit in divine matters. Man's natural cleverness does not help him to know God and God's truth. No doubt the wise, the wise one is easier to reason with and quicker in understanding, but it is altogether limited to the mental realm, utterly contrary to intuitive knowledge. No doubt the wise one is easy to reason with. Well, he's only easy to reason with when it comes to things that he will want to agree, that he can see and agree with. And that's part of the issue because the spiritual reality is not all, is, is most, the majority of it is not seen through our natural eyes. What do I mean by the majority? Oh, there are times when you begin to see things, or there are things you can see spiritually you know, of the principles as such. But it's funny because even though they may not they may not um see the scriptures concerning giving, but yet and still a lot of them know that they give and it comes back to you. 
So they do it anyway. That's why I see a lot of rich people with the foundations and things of that nature. They understand that they're giving, and it, it comes back to them. So there's certain things they will accept when it agrees with their understanding, with their logic. But when it's something that is contrary to what they, you know, it doesn't make sense. And the thing about most of the most of our faith walk does not make sense, especially man. A majority of the things that God has us doing does not make sense. Again, that's that spiritual wisdom until you've gotten to a point that you've grown and you can begin to understand and see what and how, when, where, and why God does what he does. Good morning. Good morning. I just think about it. We have to go through that stuff to even show even greater that we are about our father's work and not about our desire. You say you have to go through that stuff for what? Listen, we have to go through that in order to show how, you know, in obedience, Mm-hmm. You're going to go through some stuff. It may not be for what you want or for what you like, but there's a purpose for it. That's true. And and even on that note, and that's, again, where faith, he'll have you going through things and dealing with things that at the time doesn't make sense. At the time, it seems contrary. But like she said, that's that obedience and faith. you got to get to a point that you release of yourself. See, that's why he says don't walk according to your own understanding. That's spiritual knowledge. Do not assume that after regeneration, the wise have advantage over the foolish in making spiritual progress. Unless they are more fruitful, more faithful and submissive, their better mental comprehension adds nothing to their intuitive knowledge. Mm. Do not assume that after regeneration, the wise have advantage over the foolish in making spiritual progress. Unless they are more faithful and submissive, Faithful and submissive, willing and obedient. <clears throat> their better mental comprehension adds nothing to their intuitive knowledge. Man's old creation never serves as the source of new creation. All right. Man's old creation never serves as the source of the new creation. The new creation is your regenerated spirit. Your regenerated spirit is not going to pull from your flesh. It's going to pull from God. Your regenerated spirit is is supposed to be um, dominant over your old creation, which is your soul and your body. That's the way that God has ordained for this thing to work. Spiritual advancement is measured by faithful obedience. You know what? I don't even feel like commenting on that. I'll just read that again. Spiritual advancement is measured by faithful obedience. Natural endowment does not affect spiritual life one way or the other, although it yields priority to the flesh. In spiritual experience, everybody begins with the same starting point, passes through the same processes, and obtains the same results. Hmm. Hmm. Let me just read that letter again, just a little bit. Natural, spiritual advancement is measured by faithful obedience. Natural endowment does not affect spiritual life one way or the other, although it yields priority to the flesh. 
in spiritual experience, everybody begins at the same starting point. That's salvation. Passes through the same processes and obtains the same results. That's why we can sit here on this line and talk the way we talk. Though our, our experiences will be different, they're still yet similar. Because, see, that's why we come back to principles. That's why I can read out of this book and Renee get one thing, Felicia get another thing, Pam another thing, but it's the same words. But, see, you all got to go through the process. Wherever you are at, that's where the Holy Spirit is going to meet you at and then begin to teach you as you are faithful and submissive. All regenerated believers, including the naturally wise, must consequently seek spiritual understanding, without which no one can maintain normal fellowship with God. Ooh, ooh, wait a minute, hold up now. Let me see if I got that right. All regenerated believers, that means everybody who has said yes to Jesus, including the naturally wise, those smart and highly educated ones, must consequently seek spiritual understanding without which no one can maintain normal fellowship with God. Hmm. We communicate with God through spirit and truth. It's a spirit-to-spirit relationship. Nothing can take the place of spiritual understanding. There's no substitute. This is the way. This is the path. This is how God ordained it. That's why we have to be faithful and submissive. That you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. To lead a life and worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. That's Colossians 1, 9 through 10. That you may be filled with, that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. The knowledge of God's will, not your will, but God's will, and a little understanding and a have knowing all spiritual wisdom and understanding. He's availing it all to you, but again, how do you obtain it? That's going through the process of being faithful and submissive and allowing him to, to lead God directly and to impart into you his spiritual life and character. to lead a life worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Again, Colossians 1, 9 through 10. This is what Paul prayed for on behalf of the saints of Colossia. In this prayer, we find that true knowledge of God's will is preceded by spiritual understanding and followed by one, leading a life worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, two, bearing fruit in every good work, Three, increasing in the knowledge of God. Hmm. This is what Paul prayed for on behalf of the saints of Colossians. In this prayer, we find that true knowledge of God's will is preceded by spiritual understanding and followed by one, leading the life worthy of the Lord. Two, fully pleasing in him. Well, leading the life worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him. Two, bearing fruit in every good work. And three, increasing in the knowledge of God. No matter how this man's natural endowment is, he cannot know God's will by that means. It requires spiritual comprehension to know his will and to commune with him. Only spiritual understanding can penetrate the spiritual realm. Hmm. Why would we want to penetrate the spiritual realm? 
I mean, you know, we're reading all this. Why do we even think that it would be important that we, we go there? Why can't we just continue to walk the way we've been walking? Well, you can. You can be saved, and then you just be a babe in Christ. But if you come to the point of understanding that everything that you see, taste, hear, smell was formed from the spiritual realities, then the true source, the true power, the true connection is in the spiritual arena. That's why even those who go and worship Satan and have covens and all these other things, they are tapping into the spiritual realm. Even like with, with um, Erica and Pam the other day when we talk about the Ten Commandments. Pharaoh prays to his God, the God, God of God, Satan, darkness, and he has power. Even though those of them and everything, they have power. But if you come to understand that the true power is from the Most High, then he governs the satanic powers. That's why they had to get permission from God to attack Job. I can't attack him as a hedge. He's got a hedge of protection around his life. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to let you attack him, but you can't take his life. You can't do this. I'm going to just keep reading. How about that? No matter how good this man natural endowment is, he cannot know God's will by that means. It requires spiritual comprehension to know his will and to commune with him. Only spiritual understanding can penetrate the spiritual realm. The natural kind may grasp some teachings, but these stand in mind and are unable to flow as life. Mm. Mm. Only spiritual understanding can penetrate the spiritual realm. The natural kind may grasp some teachings, but these stand in mind and are unable to flow as life. That's one of the biggest differences. You know, and it dawned on me the other day, we often say, I need a word. Yeah, I, I need to hear a word from God. Why is that so, why do we need that? Mm-hmm. Because when you get that word from God, it changes your whole everything. Your mindset, you find peace, you find strength, you get direction, now you know, because it's life. And it hits you in the realm, and it just, it, just, it just centers you, it connects you, and you can go, okay. See, that, that life overpowers the natural. Why, 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 why would it overpower the natural? Because... Right at that point before the word entered in, you were confused, you were upset, you were anxious, you were all these different things. But when the word of God, which is life, entered in, all of a sudden everything else shifted. That's where he wants you to be at. That's why you're trying to get spiritual understanding because it's life. And you know that it makes a difference. Because, see, something inside of you is desiring the spiritual realms. That's life. And sometimes you might not even understand it, but you're just drawn to a person or you're just drawn to a thing or you're just drawn because your spirit says, that's what I need. It's just like like what they say, a camel firing water, a horse drawing water. They can smell it. They can sense it. You might be out in the middle of a desert, but they know what water is. 
They're drawn to it. Your spirit is drawn to spiritual realities because it knows it's life. That's what I need. That's why I'm going to get fed. That's why I'm going to get edified, equipped. So your spirit will just draw you to spiritual realities. No matter how good man natural endowment is, he cannot know God's will by that means. Requires spiritual comprehension to know his will and to commune with him. Only spiritual understanding can penetrate the spiritual realm. The natural kind may grasp some teachings, but these stay in the mind and are unable to flow as life. Because spiritual understanding comes from the spirit, it can transform what is understood into life. Have we now perceived that all true knowledge emerges from the spirit? The spirit of revelation moves hand in hand with spiritual understanding. God grants us the spirit of wisdom and revelation as well as spiritual comprehension. I had a conversation with Gully the other day. Okay. We're talking about spiritual wisdom and talking about natural wisdom, earthly wisdom. And I just laid out, you start out with A, B, C, then you go at, cat, bat, then you go CJ and run. Then from there you go on up and you, you start writing even bigger. After it has been revealed to you, it is now yours. God will begin to teach you things in the spiritual realities. It is now yours. But if you take that spiritual knowledge and apply it when you're not led by the Holy Spirit, then you're doing carnal things. And that's a deep truth. I'm going to repeat that. I hope you got that. Because we were talking about some a situation that he's been in and blah, 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 blah. I'm not getting into detail. But, again, this is how we get off, of, off base. This is how we get in error. This is how you, why you, a church or an organization may start out on the right foot, but then they stop and they start doing things. They, they find, this is where religion ends up coming into place, and traditions end up taking, taking strongholds. But the life of the spirit is gone. What have we learned? That, that at the moment you stop walking, being led by your spirit, at that moment, not weeks away, days away, hours away, at that moment that you stop listening to your spirit, at that moment you're walking according to your soul. Because spiritual understanding comes from the spirit, it can transform what is understood in the life. Have we now perceived that all true knowledge emerges from the spirit? The spirit of revelation moves hand in hand with spiritual understanding. God grants us the spirit of wisdom and revelation as well as spiritual comprehension. The wisdom and revelation we obtain of the spirit needs to be understood spiritually. Revelation is what we receive from God. Understanding assists us to comprehend what is revealed. Mm. The wisdom and revelation we obtain in the spirit needs to be understood spiritually. Revelation is what we receive from God. Understanding assists us to comprehend what is revealed. Spiritual understanding furnishes us the meaning of all the movements within our spirit so we may comprehend God's will.
How vain for us to expect God's pleasure while walking according to the soul. God is pleased with nothing but his own will. Nothing else can satisfy his heart. Our anguish is that we do not know God's will. We search and think, yet we seem unable to touch his mind. We should therefore remember that the way to know God's mind lies not in much searching and judging, but in spiritual understanding. Nothing but man's spirit can judge God's will, for it has intuitive power to discern his movement. We should therefore remember that the way to know God's mind lies not in searching and judging, but in spiritual understanding. Nothing but man's spirit can judge God's will, for it is an intuitive power to discern his movement. Your spirit, God's will for your life. Your spirit is God. As you, as you begin to grow, you begin to see God's will for others. Y'all don't even want to touch on that right now. I'm going to just keep it reading. If we apprehend God in this way continuously, we shall increase in the knowledge of him. Intuition can grow and grow. It knows no bounds. His development means the development of the believer's entire spiritual life. Each true communion we have with God trains us to commune better next time. Mm. Each true communion we have with God trains us to commune better next time. That's why I'm telling you all, what, what's the word? Lord, teach, us, teach me how to pray. Go pull aside the guy and say, Lord, teach me to talk. Teach me to hear from you. That's why I tell you to fast. All these things are things that are in place. These are tools to help you to be able to better commune with God. We should seek to be perfect. Accordingly, we must seize every opportunity to train our spirit to know God better. Today, I need us to truly know him, to appropriate him in the depth of our being. How often we think we have discerned his will, and yet later we discover we have been mistaken. Mm. Hello. See, see, I'm going to read that again. Today, I need us to truly know him, to appropriate him in the depth of our being. I often think we've discerned his will, and yet later we discover we have been mistaken. A lot of times it's because we want what we want when we want it. Again, like we say, you know, I'm going to pray for God's will in my life, but then, ah, uh, that ain't what I want to do, so I'm going to go do this. And then later on, you go, oh, man, God, why do why, why you let me do this? God, this, why, why is this happening? And you're like, that ain't what I told you to do. You don't want to listen to me. And so I have to let you do what you want to do because it's your will, it's your choice. <sighs> Today I need to truly know him to appropriate him in the depth of our being. How often we think we've discerned his will, yet later we discover we've been mistaken. Since I needed to know God and his will, we must seek to be filled with the knowledge of that will and all spiritual understanding. That is our lesson for today. I'm done. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Oh, I forgot. Let me do this real quick. Yakosi ti yumbusi yan busi di yuru. 
Okay, so since we're reading about spirit, soul, and body, and we're talking about intuitive and knowing God and his will, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, it's those who've been in attention, if you notice that I kept stopping. Well, actually, earlier in the prayer this morning when we first were opening up, as I was standing in the kitchen, the Lord told me that there, <laughs> there was going to be a challenge. Okay, And I just heard and kept moving. So as I was praying, I could feel that something was basically trying to attack me. And that once it started happening, like on a couple of cases, I said, okay, there's something challenging me. So intuitively, for real, Lord, this is true, Lord, and that's why you heard me kept praying, you know, kept praying. Oh, you know, because my spirit was rising up. Okay, even one time I was reading, it just went went to another direction. So I said, okay, Lord, what do I want to do? He told me, now he said, just keep finishing your lesson. See, I, I, I'm breaking this down to you so you can see that this, you know, this is processes for all of us. I heard when he first told me it was going to be a challenge, I heard that, that you know, it's coming at me then. But God said, just keep doing the lesson. Okay, Father God. Because, see, I'm trusting in my most high God. I'm not about to attack this thing. I'm not about to think, I'm going to take the word of God and let us do his work. What did I just say is the word of God is life? The word of God is life. See, I understand that, you know, growing in spiritual knowledge and wisdom, I'm pissing a lot of people off because I haven't stopped. I'm pissing a lot of people off because I'm, you all are getting to the point now that you're not stopped. That you're growing. So you're going to start pissing people off. So you're going to be being attacked. And you begin to understand that. You begin to understand that when somebody says something to you sometimes, oh, that wasn't that person. That was that spirit speaking through them. And you, it's you, you just get your trust and believe. You're going to start seeing this stuff. And it's going to shift you to another place. That's why you can't just act and react and move all the time because the Holy Spirit is showing you different things, and you need to know this. So I'm, I'm, I'm just showing you this right now because this is literally going on while I was reading. I, I, you know, I, what, okay, Lord, you told me I'm going I'm to be attacked. Now it's happening. Lord, what do I do? Do I start panicking? Right? He said, finish the lesson. Oh, okay. So I finally finished the lesson. I got up and said, oh, yeah, I forgot I was supposed to do something else. And but then he led me to begin to explain this to you. Why am I doing it? Because trust and belief, if it's happening to me, it's going to happen to you. You need to understand this so you know what to do. One of the passages, what, what did I say? That I'm not going to get all mad and healthy. No, 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 no. I just said the word of God is like that we look for a word. Well, how about I use the word, which is a sword? One thing that we are learning now is we need to be more offensive-minded than defensive mind. So since he chose, again, I know it's a covenant praying against. The Lord revealed that to me. They came and visited me in my room one night. Ever since then, I told my daughter, she's seen a little, I saw a witchy pool walking around. I ain't, you know, whatever, woman. And you know my prayer for her? Since she wants power, understand where the true power is at. 
since you want power, which again, what did I say? That your spirit is drawn to spirit. Those who are actually out there worshiping saying they want power. Well, you know what? We serve the most high. Now, I'm not going to run up there and just jump in and I'm not, that is not wisdom. That is not wise because if you run out there, I could start and proclaim the word of God, but that would be me doing it. So then when they start to kick my behind, because I told me I'm going to run into in your face and I'm going to do, no, 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 no. See, you, this is where you need to be spiritually sensitive and understand the leadership of the Holy Spirit. As long as I'm being led by God, by his spirit, I ain't scared. Because you got to get through God to get me. That was proven on the cross over 2,000 years ago. That's why I can come to say, he said, finish the reading. Okay, I'll finish the reading. I can, I'm sending up his explainers to you. Well, I know the thing is just, just agitated because what he told me, the more she stays around me, the weaker she's getting because of the anointing of God. See, she got to come through God to get through me, and she cannot maintain a dis- too long because of the power of God that drains her, so she got to pull away. So all I got to do is just stay here and just keep doing. And that's the, see, every time I'm reading and I'm walking in my calling, it, it, it's like it's coming and pouring through me. God's pouring in and it's coming out. So it's increased, increased, increased. As I'm pouring into you, God's pouring into me. And I'm increasing and you're increasing. And it's just like that light. It gets brighter and brighter and brighter. And it pushes that covenant away that I call it witchy pool. It pushes her away. Because she can't stand that life for too long. So right now I'm about to use the word, which is one of the weapons that God told to me through Pastor Mark. And saying what I tell you all all the time. And my child, Morgan Elise, for almost say my spiritual children as well, because God has given me spiritual children. <laughs> She'll be taught of the Lord, Father God. And grace will be the peace of my children, Father God. Father God, this is your word. And my children that you have given me to stand in the gap for to be a spiritual father too, Father. She'll be taught of the Lord, and grace will be the peace of my children. No weapon that is formed against me, my household, my six or seven degrees of separation, and everything I put my hand to, no weapon that is formed against any industrial prosper. No weapon. It might be formed, but it shall not prosper. This is your word. Oh. This is your word. This is your word, Daddy God. It shall not prosper. And every tongue that rises against me, my family, my business, and everything that God has called me to put my hand to my six and seven degrees of separation. Every tongue that rises against us in judgment, our God shall condemn. This is the heritage of his service, and we are his servants. 
and our righteousness of our God. And we just give you the praise and glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. Questions, comments, criticism, conclusions. I ain't taking no complaints today. I ain't in no complaining mode. Amen. Yep. Okay. Out of what you just said, we go back to the uh, obedience and faith. Oh, that's true. At this time, at this time, we take this time to worship and get spiritual, get spiritual fed. Just like when um, family used to come together for breakfast and for dinner. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was a place where you came and you ate for your energy for the first part of the day. You didn't allow people to come in and to be disruptive and to break into that time. And with dinner, you didn't let people come in and break up the family time And just like for us coming together this morning, as we do every weekday morning, you can go ahead and give in to the distractions, but then you knew better before you gave in in the first place. Because at this time, we set ourselves and the distractions on the other side of the door. And as we get spiritually fed, when we go and decide to address those distractions with ourselves at the front of the line, we're able to maneuver through the day a whole lot better. Because mm-hmm. we're going to have the wisdom. We're going to have somewhat of an understanding, depending on what level we're at, to be able to give it air or to let it go and give it to God. And trusting in him to go ahead and take care of it where we can say, look at God. Now, look at what we did by keeping our mouths shut, but to give glory to him. For this time of service. So what? Huh? So what's the last thing you said? I said, um... Any uh, any rebuttal of what I just said? Oh, nope. And then, too, while you were sitting there talking, I had to laugh a little bit because my granddaughter was sitting over trying to be a distraction. <laughs> and so I had to tell her, I said, okay, because I told her before I got on the call today, I said, we ain't going to start off today with uh, with me coming out using the sandal, which is my rod, in order to keep her in check. <laughs> Okay, so she kept on looking and be like, oh, you on the phone. You ain't going to do nothing, blah, blah, blah. So I didn't I didn't get off the phone, but I did bring out the sandal. Mm-hmm. So she saw the sandal, so then she was like, oh, she don't get the, yeah, I am. Go ahead and test me if you want to. You know, that sandal don't feel good up against your skin. <laughs> But then, see, this is to keep her in line and in check. Mm-hmm. And it's also teaching her as well. Okay. 
So in the case of that, we have to be mindful. And then, too, especially after what I've seen yesterday on social media, they got these kids sitting up here sniffing condoms. Huh? They're snorting condoms. They're snorting condoms. Snorting condoms? Yeah. What the heck is that going to do? It's something stupid, silly. And what? It's something stupid and silly. It shows them taking it out the package, unrolling it, and they're passing it through their nose and they're bringing it out back through their mouth. Uh, that's stupid. They're going to end up killing a stupid cell. Exactly. And then, too, if you go to the other thing, let somebody be have an allergic reaction to latex and the dummy's not realizing that they're made out of latex. She's out of latex. <laughs> and I was just looking, I was like, now, all of these challenges that's coming up were back in, back when I was a kid, it was things geared for you to have better imagination. An imagination that you normally, the positive imagination that you was getting into then, now it's down to a demonic imagination. And it even goes back to the old saying, well, if your friend jumped off off a cliff, would you follow him? Now you realize the law of gravity, how it's going to feel when you hit bottom. You don't think about it. But to these fools, they like, well, he did it, so it's okay. So I can go ahead and do it too. You want to find a mad individual? Find somebody trying to commit suicide and didn't succeed. They're mad because they're in pain. They're mad because it it winds up putting them into the position for where if they thought they commit suicide, then they can escape the pain. And when they didn't, and when they didn't succeed, the pain was still there, and they still got to face themselves. And not only do they have to face themselves, you still got to face God. And then, too, for where you got parents, they're so busy trying to make their money, but then the kids are sitting idle. It's going to come up with some demonic imagination. Um, I have none. Baby probably got a couple of comments, but I have none. Yeah, so like I said, there's a whole bunch of, we see a bunch of demonic things going on. But then, too, for when you see a young mind, they're trying to get into, you know, into something positive, but you got all this negativity around them. You got to work with them. But we also got to get them to realize that it's a time for different things. And just because of something that, that, that looks good to your eye or something that feels good to you or something that's within you desire, 
It's different times for it. Amen. 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 What's up? What's up, bro? Um, you know, just to piggyback on on what Renee is saying, I I, I think we entertain um uh, evil personalities in in our lives. Um, uh, we we entertain them uh, by the things that we do. Um, mm-hmm. Hanging out with friends um, that we know uh, talk um, uh, against the word of God. They they may not say things, you know, directly against the word of God, but if they speak doubt, if they speak unbelief. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, that that's entertaining spirits that that are not of God. Um, uh, for some odd reason, um, including myself, we we have made friends with that personality that 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 the spirit of of rejection, rebellion causes this double mindedness, not allowing both personalities to grow up. So so we we are held in this immature state where we want to seek self gratification. Whether it's whether it's looking at at vile things that we shouldn't look at, um pornography, magazines, whatever. Uh uh vile conversations. If we we're in the gossip, um that's that's vile. Uh, so, so we gotta. To me, I'm learning to kind of watch what I do, cause now I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be sensitive to the to the spirit inside of me that wants to entertain this this personality. If that makes sense, it's deep. It's it's really interesting. It, this personality that 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 causes anger to swell drives you. Especially if you're the type of person that gets off on being angry. So I'm angry, and that motivates me. That motivates me to work harder. That vote motivates me to put more hours in a day. Well, that spirit of anger is really controlling you. Hey, so, so it's interesting. It's hey, really Trent. interesting. Yeah, uh, Amen. Go ahead. No, no, no. I ask because you said that you said something about it wouldn't let your somebody uh, grow up and develop. You remember when you said that? Amen. Yes, sir. I'm going a little bit. What won't what, what allow you to grow and develop? So this spirit of of double mindedness won't allow your true personality to grow up. Okay. Okay. Your true you, your true meaning, true you is that 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 edified man, which is fulfilling the purpose that God will have yeah. you uh, do on uh, earth. There you go. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that God being who God calls us to be, not who we think we are, what we've been walking in. Mm. Yes. Um, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I've been listening since since the started this morning, and I'm listening. There's basically a lot of truth going on here. <laughs> because as for me, I was my own distraction. 
And and Sam, I thank you. You know, I have been seeing it, but you know how you just, like you say, you ignore it. You get into that rebellious, well, no, I'm okay, I can do this, or, you know, I don't need to do all that or whatever, you know. But I'm noticing that I am my own my own destruction, you know. And so and I'm thanking God that he's basically showing me and he's actually working on, well, he was actually working on me before, but I was not trying to hear it. But mm-hmm. I'm actually working on it now to get out of my own way. You know, and knowing that I need to decrease, that he may increase in me so he can be glorified and do everything that I do and say. So, yeah, it's, this this is a, it's a good topic. Thank, thank you, sir. Amen. Amen. Hey, Dre, why don't you pray for her real quick? Hey, Dre. How are you doing? Good. Can you pray for Cynthia real quick? That's who was just speaking. Please. And Cynthia, I apologize right now in advance. <laughs> no, no, you don't. You, I, I, well, I just got on to make a statement, and that was it. You always got to go to the extreme. You always got to go to the extreme. Okay. Yes, Cynthia, and that's it. Okay. Thank you for your comment. <laughs> hey, Sam, we're going to have to work with you and your heckler. Thank, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> he played too much. I love you, Sam. I love you. Amen. All right, Dre, go ahead. Hey, Dre. Paging Dr. Dijon, paging Dr. Dijon. <laughs> amen, amen. I'm uh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's Cynthia? Yes, yeah, Cynthia, right. Cynthia, Cynthia. Yes, sir. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> You have something the enemy wants. You have something the enemy is jealous of. Tender, loving heart. Amen. Wow. 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 You want to love. Amen. 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 Amen.
so much hurt. Mm. Mm. But know that everything you went through as a child is Everything you went through as a teenager. Everything that you went through in your 20s. When you thought you were going to lose your mind. So what the enemy meant for evil, God, is going to turn it around for good. Everything you went through, young lady, was mm, in the devil's intention to kill you. Mm. Uh, but just as Job had, the devil couldn't get to you because God built a hedge, a covering around you. He calls you a daughter of Zion. Wow. <laughs> The daughters of Bashar. Mm. Those daughters, those women watched their sons die as they got removed and carted off to Babylon and Syria. They suffered some pain. Ah. But in Isaiah 54, God told his daughters, enough is enough. Enough is enough in my sister's life. Enough is enough in my sister's life. The devil, I bind the spirit of low self-esteem. I bind the spirit of low self-esteem. Miss, you got to, you got to let some people go. You made some unholy, ungodly connections. You got to let them go. In the name of Jesus, amen. End of story. Wow. And you know who they are. Ungodly connections. And you know who they are. You got to let them go. If you want a breakthrough, if you want healing, if you want to see God, you got to let some ungodly associations go. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Amen, 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 amen. It's the word of God. Amen. I'm on mute. And I'm going to pray for your strength because you desire, you're familiar with these connections. You want these connections. But God is saying no. And so it's it's going to pull on you because it's something of things that you want and you're familiar, but God is saying no. 
even if it's to the point that you see how you could help, how you could benefit, how you could transform. Because, see, that's one of the things that the enemy gets you off tracking. When he says that you had that loving heart, and a, and a woman and a mother especially likes to nurture, and I can change, and I can get them better. God says, woman of God, I need to get you better first. Mm-hmm. I, I, I need you to see, 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 if they choose to get better, they'll follow you as you follow Jesus. But right now, because of you trying to reach out love and all these things, it has pulled you into a position where now you're stuck, where you're stagnant, where you're hurting and you're being led astray, and you can't do that which God's called you to do. See, that's the difference between soulish and spiritual. It's a good thing, it's a nice thing, and you're there, but God is saying, no, I need you to be elsewhere. Because, see, now you're focusing on what Cynthia wants and needs and not what God wants and needs, and that's what the problem is at. So I'm I'm praying for your strength to see and to move and to stand and to be able to withstand that which you desire as well as what the enemy desires. As he is straightening out all of our crooked paths. So, Father God, as you are straightening and edifying your daughter, as you are straightening and edifying your daughter, continue just to speak to her, to strengthen her, to encourage her. Mm. As the word enters in, I just need you to begin to say hallelujah. I just need you to begin to praise your God. Just tell him thank you. As he is transforming your life, it might be one drop at a time, one step at a time, one day at a time, but inch by inch, anything to search. Is it how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So you just be diligent persistent, faithful, obedient, and take the steps. Fix your gaze upon the master. Quit looking all around you. Don't look at the overall overwhelming thing. You keep your gaze fixed upon the master, and you take those steps. I don't know if you heard Lisa on the line when she talked about she had to walk that rope, and she was scared. But she she fixed her gaze upon upon the guy who reached out and said, hey, I'm going to take my hand. See, that's what Daddy God says. Take my hand, and I will lead you. I will go before you. So, so just take your Daddy God's hand. As he leads you out of yourself, out of your hurt, out of your pain, out of, out of your wallowing, those things that have kept you, see, those spirits, they have tainted your understanding because you thought you were doing this, that, and the other, but you didn't recognize that, they, you, that these spirits were holding you in bondage, and God is saying, I'm bringing you out. What Andre said, the liberating word of God, I'm freeing you. So take your master's hand as he's pulling you out. And see, I'm going to tell you this one last thing. If you keep your gaze fixed upon the master and you keep your ear tuned to his voice, all the other voices, all the other things will begin to fall off. They can't defeat him. It's like I told you, that spirit entered in and trying to... They can't defeat him. I'm not trying to do this in me. I'm, I'm going to walk this in here. They can't defeat him. And as long as I focus on him, I'm good. They can tell me whatever, but I said, Daddy, what would you say? Look, 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 look. When it gets too loud, then you begin to repeat what your daddy says. I am a daughter of God. 
I'm a child of God. I'm a warrior. I, you, whatever your daddy God tells you, when the enemy starts saying who you ain't, what you can't, well, no, 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 then you tell the enemy and yourself, you, you see, that's the purpose of those decrees and those confessions. You begin to speak that out of your mouth. Don't let what the enemy tells you come out of your mouth. That's the I can't-itis, I ain't got. Why me? You stop that. And that's why I say, if you can't say nothing good, say nothing at all. Oh, come up with your silly statement. Happy, happy joy, joy, happy, happy joy. <laughs> I say that a lot for those specific purposes. Because I'm not going to fuel the enemy's fire. I'm going to fuel the fire of God. I'm not going to give the enemy something so that what he's saying, will st- he can give him energy to keep louder and louder and louder. I'm going to go happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, until I can get to the point where, Father, I praise you. I glorify you. I, I thank you, Father, for giving me the strength. I thank you for giving me the blessings. And so, so when I can't, when I ain't quite there, when, when I get slapped in the face <laughs> and I'm looking at this, and I go happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy. So you, see, you got your own personal mentor. Baby girl, use them. Take advantage of your advantages. He wants, you think you want to be trained, he wants to train you because, see, he knows what's inside of you. Oh, shut it up on both courts like that. He knows that there's some fire deep down inside you that's burning and wants to increase, and he wants to let it out. So just grab hold of your mentor as he's leading you across that rope one step at a time, and you will come out and be free. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Well, all righty. Next. Are y'all doing for now? Yeah, I guess so. I have to agree. Uh, okay, wait. Well, you can do me next. I'll go ahead. If you want to pray now, I'll go ahead and pray for you. Not that I'm going to go ahead and do the list. Get that out the way. Okay. You want me to pray for you now or you want to wait? Um, y'all can pray for me now. Okay. All right, Father God, let me lift up Nene. Harambuski, the Kumbuskara, Kandaskar, Kosidis, Kumbuski, the Kandraskar, Kosidis, the Kumbuskara, Kandaskar, Kosidis, the Kumbuski, the Kosidis, the Kumbuski, the Kandraskar, the Father God, I'm going to lift up Renee. Help her, strengthen her, lead, guide, and direct her, Lord. Encourage her as she walks this walk. Encourage her and take her hand, Father, as you lead her out of darkness into your marvelous light. Remove those things from her life that is slowing up her walk. She will rise up. She will move. She will become all that you call her to be. Jesus name I pray. Amen. Amen. Yes. And can I get a prayer from, uh, from Brother um, Andre as well? You know what? I, I said, can I get a prayer from Brother Andre as well? Sure. Dr. John, Dr. John, Dr. John. 
to be available. I don't know where you're at, what you're doing. Huh? I said if he's available. Dr. Dijon, okay. you available? Peace, 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 peace. Okay, I tell you what. You can give me a prayer after you get finished going through the list, okay? Okay, no problem. Alright. I'm going to start out with the Moore family. Who's going to go this, going to go this, going to go down, going to go this, 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 going to go Push to the 
Sarata, Siddhis Kirbil, Sanjas Prabhandaka, Akara. Tony I, Lisa Brown, Tim Cop, Donald Trump, Stan Washington, Hushkin, 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 Hushkin,
Hello? Sandra, who should go say she 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 Daddy, who should go say she 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 go say Roll, <laughs> Economy drive, home boss, get a conduce, go saka, saka. Angie, hash, get a conduce, get a conduce, go say, get a go sandaka, saka. Be my starving children, hush, get a conduce, get a conduce, saka. Vanessa, hush, get a go say, she'll go sandit, get a conduce, saka. Pastor Mark, hush, get a go say, she'll go say, she'll go say, she'll go saka, saka. Mark Charles, your first, get a go say, she'll go say, she'll go say, she'll go say, she'll go say, saka. Myself, push you to go say, she go say, go say, she 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 go Sick and shut in. Hush, could go say, she'll 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 go what is that? That's a beat. Okay. Presentation, congregation, churches, unsaved, sick and shut, cease and hostage. Who should go say she go say she go say Randa? Who should go say she go say Unsaved, cease and hostage, sick and shut, and abuse and addiction, congregation, prison and missionaries. I don't might be all up there. Oh, my God, it's grapes. I ain't got nothing to go with it. Okay, I ain't got an apple. I ain't got an apple. I ain't got a pear. I ain't got a pear. Oh, there's an apple. I found me an apple. Got a sparkle. Hey, a couple of plums. You want a couple of plums? Want a couple of who? Plums. A plum, sure. Bring them on. I'll them over. All right. We're going to see them. My carrier pigeon. You go to Zizion. You go to what? I said you go to Zizion. Oh, okay. <laughs> or maybe teleport them over. 
All right, all else we got. So I got all of them there. So then let me get into what's next. Walking in the realm of the supernatural. Which could have gone bust, could have gone sit, should have gone sit, should have gone sit, should have gone sit, should have gone sit, Financial breakthroughs and turnarounds, hunger, go station, go station, go station, saga, from Boskir, go station, go station, saga, from Rostara saga, some Boskis, and this case, and that stuff, sakara. Health and restoration, push your negotiation of the station, saga, push your negotiation of the station, saga, from Broskas, and Rostas, and Boskis, and that stuff, sakara. Financial breakthroughs and turnarounds, the Boskar Bosas, and that's what I got in that. Please pass all the standing, raise mercy and favor, health and restoration. Knowledge, wisdom, understanding. Push, get a position, go station, go station, saga. Push, get a position, go station, saga, saga. From both cases, in this case, in that case, saga. Supernatural, superhuman strength. Push, get a position, go station, go station, saga. Push, get a position, go station, saga. Push, get a position, go station, saga. Saga. From both cases, saga. Health and restoration. The new in our minds. Grand, get a position, go station, go station, go saga. Okay. The coven, 
Like a ship taking off, was that a me? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, me. Mm-hmm. How are you doing this morning, me? Okay, you. Let me pray for you, me. And to stand, and to stand therefore. 
That's how he makes you powerful. Because in and of yourself, you are with the opposite direction. But you choose to seek him and allow him to be God, which pulls you out of you. And even 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 when I heard um what's his face this morning talking about when Saul threw that javelin to David. He said, you know, David's right there. You think about it. Somebody throws something at you, your first thing is I'm going to throw it back at him. So David could have took that spear out of the wall, turned right around and thrown it right back at Saul. And he said, and think about David, David don't miss. But David ran out of the room because he chose not to listen to what his first mind. Our first mind often tells us to quit, to go wrong. No, no, no. But we have to choose to let God be God. And when you're doing that, Miss Felicia, that's when he's making you strong. Because you would have left you to quit a whole long time ago. But you're choosing to let God be God. It's causing you hurt, pain, anguish, frustration, all of that. But you choose to stand and let God be God. And in that process of you doing that, he is growing you out of you. And that's what he means when he said he's adding power to your life. Amen. Amen. Anybody else want to pray? Anybody else want prayer? Go on once. Amen. Amen. I'm I'm right here. Good morning. Praise God. Good morning, my dear. How are you? I am fine. I um wanted to do three day prayer this week because um we're we don't have to work this week because it just is someone on a job they keep Hounding me, um, it's a lady who want to be a man. Mm. Oh, I mean, that's special. And, and they, um, like, stalking. And even though she make up lies about me, she talk about me, the parent and everything, and tell everybody that I, I'm just like her, I do whatever, you know, she do, and it's not true. And this is the second time this has happened to me. So I wanted to do a fast and pray to remove whatever spirit that is that they are picking up. I don't know if it's a Python spirit that was projected to me to make people see me that way because I am not. I'm not about that life. It, um... I'm at the point now where I'm saying enough is enough. So you say it, ignore it and everything. Yeah, God build you powerful and everything. But people shouldn't have the right to judge you on a way like that that would keep men away from you. 
So I know it has to be a spirit. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking it's the python spirit. Okay. I'm not I'm not too clear on you know because I already prayed and um someone said you have to be able to identify the spirit mm-hmm. that is, you know, coming up against you. Mm-hmm. And once I can do that, I know because I'm not gonna say I believe I know that God will change everything. I just have to find that right, you know, identify it so that I can, you know, come against it. Yeah, and destroy it. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me pray. Father God, you got a sister coming for help. Mm. And Father God, first we just want to say thank you. Lord, that she knows that she has a relationship with the Most High God. She knows that she needs not to turn into herself, but to turn to you. And to seek your face so that you can strengthen God and direct her regarding that which needs to be done. So, Father, we just want to say thank you for that. Now, Holy Spirit, as we come before your face, she's looking for the discernment needed so she can withstand and push this foe back. Father God, I'm asking you to search my sister, your daughter, go within her and reveal to her any cracks or crevices that are there that are existing within her own life that has allowed the spirit to come forth and attack her that allows the spirit to come forth to creep in and antagonize your sister Father God reveal these things to her Father in her own life so she can become healed and made whole for once she is made whole Lord the enemy has no power over her once she is made whole, Lord, the enemy has no power over her. So whatever it is that is within your daughter, my sister, I'm asking you right now, just begin to reveal and to heal. Reveal the hurt, the pain, those things that I just about that, that have not been properly healed in her own walk. Hmm. For we all have scars, wounds. What's the book that we need to get back into? Heal with our scars. We all have things that we've gone through, Lord, that has caused damage and has not been totally healed by the great physician. So, Father, though it might be painful, let her revisit those areas so that this time she can be made perfectly whole. This time, she can, as you begin to straighten out those crooked paths, this time, Father, as you are lining her up, 
totally, perfectly in your will. Mm. So she can begin to mend. So she can begin to be taken care of. So she can begin to be loved by you. Now, Father God, on the other side of the coin, those spirits that are antagonized, like we said right now, cease and desist in the name of Jesus. Cease and desist. Mm. Mm. I see that. Though the attack may be on you, the attack is really on your destiny. <laughs> Though the attack may be on you, the attack is really on your destiny and your purpose for which God has called you to do. Because, <laughs> see, if they can get you and pull you into that state of anxiety and frustration, <laughs> then you'll miss and you won't hear from God. <laughs> but, see, God is going to use everything they meant for bad. God's going to turn it around for good because there's purpose in this pain, baby. <laughs> there's purpose in this pain. <laughs> there's purpose in this pain. <laughs> And see, the Holy Spirit is going to grab hold of you and say, don't worry about them. I got you. Walk in me. Keep keep your strength and your source in me. And I'm going to not only mend you, I'm going to straighten them out as well. So, Father God, I place a hedge of protection around her life as you push the enemy back so that you can mend and mentor your daughter. She needs to hear from you clearly. Yes, Lord. So she can rise up to go forth to do what you call her to do, Lord. Push the enemy back so that her mind can be at peace and her spirit can be connected to the most in the area of the communion of the spirit. And she can feed on you. And from there, she can be situated and saturated. Mm. Wow. Father God. Here we go, here we go. Hope drain on the line because I know he's going to holler. I know he's going to holler. But, Lord, what you're teaching us about what our purpose is, trauma in the church, trauma in the worldwide ministries, what you're teaching us, Lord, is those things that cause trauma in our lives. <clears throat> those things that are called wounds, pain in our lives that the enemy has used to weigh and to beat us down and we have unawarely opened up ourselves. Opened up ourselves, Lord, to be beat upon by God. But, Lord, you called the purpose of TCWM to to be used by you so that trauma that the person is under will be transformed into victory. That the, what David said in my distress, he enlarged me. Father God, the trauma that ended in and the enemy is just riding them, they will begin to be pushed off of their lives and they will begin to rise up. That's the right now. That's the right now. I need you to do something. That's the right now. That's the right now. That's the right now.
to what the word of God can do. Father God, lead your daughter right now and transform her from that place of hurt and pain to a closer relationship with you. Wow. Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. Wow. Oh, yeah. mm. I ain't got nothing else to say. <laughs> but they praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the word. Okay then. Wow. I'm just I'm gonna just take a minute on that. Well, that kinda of pulled on me a little bit. <laughs> Listen to this music for a minute. else want prayer? All right, we're going to try this one more time. One more time, Jackie. <laughs> pray, 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 pray for your birthday. I said you could pray for me, brother Sam. Oh, that's right. What's up, bro? All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Hmm. Man of God, let me pray for a minute for you. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. There's so much that I'm hearing from you. When was the last time you fasted? Been a minute? Yes, sir. Okay. You need to develop a routine of fasting. Get get with your mentor, whether it be once a... However he tells you to do it, whether it be once a week, um, maybe every day he might have you put some time. I don't know. But because what I'm hearing is so much... 
that is around you that God wants you and that he's really trying to get you in, that you got to, that fasting will help for you to clear and, and give order and clarity. Now, see, that's why it needs to be a routine. However he has you do, you, there's nothing you can just, I'm going to fast this one time and, and, and um, I got it. No, this needs to be routine because he's got to walk you into these things. He's got to grow you up. There's some things you got to walk away from and some things you got to walk into. There's some people you got to walk away from. There's some new people that he has for you. And the fasting will direct your steps. You will hear and see clearly. There's so many things that you've been seeking the master for that you've been asking. And he's, he said, okay, I'm ready to get you. He said, you're ready and I'm ready. So now let's get rid of the clutter. Mm. Woo, Jesus. Woo. Woo, right there. Right there. Woo, woo, woo. Get rid of the clutter, young man. <laughs> Because some things aren't designed for you to take into this new area and arena. Mm. I'm going to tell you like this. It's better that you go into this new area naked and let him give you everything new than you go in and carrying that which he does not design for you to have. It's kind of like when I was praying for him. I'm not even sure who it was. But I was praying for him and I said, you know what? You focus on Jesus and walk. And those who, are, who, who God has designed to be with you, they will walk with you. You don't worry about carrying Because right now, it's most important that you get to that point where God has ordained for you to be. I had a conversation with somebody a while back, and I, I heard it from someone on radio or whatever. Two of you all are like half swimming. And y'all, y'all stand, you know, would you stay there and drown, both of you all, or would you swim and go get help and come back and get the other? And, and, and see, I often we're stuck with that because, I, you know, I, I'm half making and they half making it, and we're going to try to make it together. But, you know, they tell you right, you know, in the swimming thing, you know, that person will drown you while you're trying to save them. And it's often hard to walk away from somebody else when, when you're really trying to do that. But the thing is, if you stay there, you're both going to drown. So mm-hmm. what you can do is you need to go get on solid ground. Once you're on solid ground, then you're in a position to be able to help somebody else. Right now, your ground is not solid. Right now, the things you're standing on is not solid. God says, I know, and he's not going to allow it to be solid. You're trying to solidify where you're at. God says, no, that ain't where I need you to be. See, your solid ground is over here, and that's why I'm calling you to. You come on over here where I'm at, then you'll be on solid ground. You'll be positioned and capable of helping others who want to come where you're at. Don't worry about them. If they truly want to get to where you're at, come on now, if they truly want to make the changes within themselves, they'll, they'll, they'll come as well. But you can't stay where you're at, man of God. He's got so much more for you. And it's time for you to begin to walk into your destiny. It's time for you to begin to walk into whom he called you to be. It's time for you to let go of those old habits, those even mindsets, and begin to transform into whom he's called. Because, see, that's what it is. His hand is so heavy on you, and you you feel it. Sometimes you get restless because you you, you feel God just, just, just doing something, and you ain't quite sure what to do, what how to do, and it's just like so much. And sometimes you, because you don't even sleep right sometimes, and you, you just you just don't know because there's so much that He's trying to move you into. It's not designed for you to stay where you're at. So, man of God, you must move. You must press. 
Set your face like flint and move. Move. Mm, mm, mm. I'm going to pray, Father, that you give this man that which is needed, that he will begin to be bold and move and move and press and go and not stop and see and press and empower him. I'm going to pray that you equip him for that which is now. He will not be allowed to stay where he is at anymore. Protect under his feet that will keep him moving. So he will not rest until you get him where you want him to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And I know you won't ask for prayer for about another month and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Catch under my feet, really? 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 really. (laughs) I know this is why people want to slap me, man. I, I, you know, my bad. What is this? Anybody else want prayer? (laughs) Oh, this is chocolate. Anybody else want prayer going once? Anybody else want prayer going twice? Anybody else want prayer going three times? Okay. Let me check my phone, which I don't think I heard go off, but let me make sure. And we get off the line. Okay. So, somebody pray for me to get off this line. All right, Father God, we thank you for this morning. God, that you said, as you brought us all together, you're going to go to God. Holy Spirit, you're going to go to God. You're going to go to God. We thank you, Father Rumba, for ministering to your children. Ministering to your people. We thank you, Shout out to Jesus and my prayer, man. All righty, well, if there ain't nothing else, anybody else going once? Anybody else going twice? Anybody else going three times? Okay, y'all. I say au revoir and I'll holler at you later. Peace out. <laughs>